When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life, but when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 224 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Sarah. And this episode is sponsored by Hannah Taylor. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you. Today we will be discussing part two of chapter nine of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. The Half-Blood Prince. (laughs) So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to turn to podcast number 224. (laughs) And you're, you know, way through the details. (laughs) Before we begin, Megan has awesome Swish Weekly Profit news. I do, so I don't know if you guys know this yet but we have officially dropped a quart of swish and flick merch in our shop on our website at swishflickcast.com i made a little tab on there to direct you to be able to listen to a quart of swish and flick and then also in our shop there's like a special um category that just has the quart of swish and flick merch which includes a sweatshirt a t-shirt a water bottle, a coffee tumbler, and a tote bag. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Tis cute. So, if you guys would like to, the turnaround times as of right now, like, should be fine for Christmas. Um, and also, like, I know last year the turnaround times were insane. It was taking months sometimes for some of the stuff to come in, but um, it's back to normal now. So... Should be like a one and a half week turnaround ish, something like that. That's not bad on a printed item. So yeah, make sure that you follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends because if you like us, then they will too. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Swish Flickcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to Patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast. 
Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to the exclusive Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, Swish Swag boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. If you'd like to send your Potter story or any questions or concerns, you can do so to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Went so fast, I didn't get to thank you for setting that up on the website. Oh, no problem. Well done. With our fancy new pictures. Because I don't know how to do that. Oh, I guess I did. Sometimes I don't know how to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, I think this is how it's. I'm going to click around (laughs) until I figure this out. Um, Yeah. Uh, yeah with our fancy new pics shout out to carrie thank you for taking yes uh mm-hmm. carrie thornton photography i believe is her instagram it is. handle i can't wait for the pictures of sarah to get out onto the internet because uh, they're just so good <laughs> we'll see so if they good. ever make the way today <laughs> yeah. oh they will carrie thornton photography and you can see some really cool stuff yeah she's awesome also follow <laughs> us on a quarter of thorns and roses no, it's not. A quarter of <laughs> Swish and Flick on Instagram. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. A quarter of Swish and Flick on Instagram. You can see, I think there's two posted pictures posted so far. Mm-hmm. I'll get around to posting other ones. I'm really sucky at captions. Um, Just use emojis. Also, descriptions for uh, episode to episode. So if you don't like them, talk to them about it. Because <laughs> I don't know how to change it. <laughs> Can't change myself. Oh, gosh. Well, Bree says just use Taylor Swift lyrics. I don't know who that is. <laughs> That's a lie. I've never heard of her. Uh, how about Adele? I don't know who that is. Okay. Jeez, I don't know anyone. I don't even know myself. Katie. Yeah. Gobble, gobble. It's the recap. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. Uh, it is Thanksgiving Eve when we're recording this, so appropriate. All right, recap time. So McGee helps everyone get their class schedules together. It looks like Harry and Ron are going to have quite a bit of free time, um, at least until they sign up for potions again because Slughorn's teaching potions, so Harry can get into that class after all. Future order alert. Look out. We left off with the very beginning of Snape's first Defense Against the Dark Arts class. It's a little different from what we know from previous years. Da-da. 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 <laughs> gonna make a comment but i won't (laughs) (laughs) anyways of course harry gets a detention in the very first class he has with snape and then he gets invited on a date with dumbledore for the same day and he can't do both he says and he thinks he'll get out of detention and be able to go on his date so he and ron try to do some homework and now it's time for potions with slughorn uh so he already has a few potions brewed and then he has like ask them questions about it of course Hermione asks answers them all and then he has them all brew some liquid luck and the person with the best potion then wins some liquid luck themselves obviously harry being the lucky chosen one that he is follows the instructions that are written into the book that he has and wins which is upsetting to both hermione and Ginny, but for different reasons so snape tells ron that he's pathetic we you know what snape this. you know because he's not able to perform nonverbal spells in the first lesson let's let's think about this for a second like why is a student pathetic because of something that did he did he even like teach them teach them or is that just something that you have to like read and apply because it's nonverbal you know even what i mean if it is he was just like 
Okay, do it. Yeah. So it's like, it's it's. <sighs> It's just annoying to me. He's that, a petty. Well, teacher. but like, is he saying it because he wasn't able to do it, or that he's not really trying to non-verbally do it? Ron like, was he, trying. No, but like he was trying not to speak, but he mm. didn't actually say. Didn't even try to do anything under his breath like other students were doing. No, because he was purple in the face. I think is what it said. It said. It says. Oh my gosh. Not saying I don't think Snape is right in any way, shape, or form. But right. Um. So basically, Snape uses this as an opportunity to step in, and he turns his wand onto Harry so fast that Harry had pretty much like blacked out and does what Harry James Potter does and reacts. And so he yells out Protego, and his shield charm is so powerful that it knocks Snape off balance, and he hits a desk. <laughs> okay, I would have had a really hard time not laughing. This is, li- <laughs> but but the thing is, it's hard to like fault Harry for that. Because it's instinctive. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And last year they had their whole occlumency lessons and that obviously went really nicely. And so (laughs) he's he's just, I mean, he's on the defense. Like this is, these are, they're literally living in like some war times. And so, you know, he's going to react. And so the whole class is basically like, ooh, and we are served a hot piece of sassy potter pie. Yeah. <laughs> this is just the best. Quote, do you remember me telling you that we were practicing nonverbal spells, Potter? Yes, said Harry stiffly. Yes, sir. There's no need to call me sir, professor. <laughs> <laughs> and I live Round for this applause. moment. It's just, but here's the thing. Also, just like how his... Shield charm was reactive without thinking. So is the sass. Mm-hmm. So, it's, so, it's so good. Should he have said it? Eh, but we're here for it. <laughs> right. I just think that it's telling that like Harry didn't want to be embarrassed or hurt initially. So that was just a, like a reaction to be like, I'm not going to let you embarrass or hurt me in front of the entire class. Yeah. And obviously I think, think this is like harry is hitting his threshold with snape yeah like there's only i mean there's only so much verbal abuse that someone can take and he does it to him all the time like anytime i feel like anytime we hear about you know what was potions lessons it was something degrading Harry. And it's like, there's only, there's literally only so much that one human can take before they start acting out. Harry Potter used sass attack and it was super effective. Oh, Katie. (laughs) (laughs) So the words had escaped him before he could even think about what he was saying. And several people in the class gasped at this, including Hermione. (laughs) Dramatic. You attacked a teacher. (laughs) But Harry's uh, gentleman crew were very appreciative of this. So Ron, Dean, and Seamus were grinning behind Snape's back. And then Snape makes a date with Harry. A date for detention. And Did you literally write that? I did write that. How funny. Because I wrote that he had a date with Dumbledore. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So uh, he also says that he doesn't take cheek from anyone, including the chosen one. So thank you. Ron is in awe, of course. Yes. Do you think that that was detention worthy or should he just have like doxed points? Doxed. Doxed. <laughs> Doxed. Doxed points. 
Uh, I think it's a little bit much. I don't know. It's not like he like carried on and on and on. So yeah, I would have taken points. But anytime that Snape can like really get to Harry, I feel like he's gonna really get to Harry. But like, does Snape really want to spend time with Harry? Well, he wants to degrade him. He doesn't necessarily have to spend time with him. Just tell him to do something, and he walks away. Still extra minutes. Well, he's getting yeah, but back. Like, to is James. it worth it to him to like? He's getting back to James him every pun- time. Like punish him and like you know humiliate him in his mind yeah versus for like five minutes of him being in his time like presence How, might be worth it their detentions are so ridiculously childish. long sometimes too yeah yeah it's like normally i mean i remember like an hour or it was something. like you 30 minutes be. or an hour and yeah. it depended on like how bad it was it, like the detention could differ time based on like how bad whatever you did was right i don't know yeah, like think about how long that detention with Lockhart was. Hours. Hours. But you know, this is Hogwarts. We also like to go into the forest, so it's neither here nor there. True. All right. So, like I said, Raw, Raw, Ron is in awe. <laughs> Jeez. Of Harry's sass, but Hermione is not. And she told him that he really shouldn't have said that. But as Harry says, he said it because Snape was trying to jinx him. Which is true. I mean, he was. He was going to non-verbally jinx him. Also, how does that show how to do anything? Because you're not doing anything. It's an excuse. Yeah. It's like a theory that. that you have to apply rather than something that you can, like, physically show someone. It's a power play. Well, if you think about it, this is exactly how he tried to teach Harry Occlumency. And, like, that's Right. Work. He's like, let me just jump into your mind and see yeah. what you can do. Like, that's not going to work. And let me look at all your little private thoughts. No, sir. No, yeah. thank you. So Harry says, quote, he tried to jinx me in case you didn't notice, fumed Harry. I had enough of that during those occlumency lessons. Why doesn't he use another guinea pig for a change? What's Dumbledore playing at anyway, letting him teach defense? Did you hear him talking about the dark arts? He loves them. All that unfixed, indestructible stuff. And then Hermione says something that's kind of like a slap in the face, but also is like a pat on the back at the same time. Well, said Hermione, I thought you sounded a bit like you. Like me? Yes, when you were telling us what it's like to face Voldemort, you said it wasn't about memorizing a bunch of spells. You said it was just you and your brains and your guts. Well, wasn't that what Snape was saying? That it really comes down to being brave and quick thinking. And he just was. Harry was so disarmed that she had thought his words as well worth memorizing as the standard book of spells that he did not argue. And I'm shocked that he didn't say anything, even though he was such like, I don't know. It was like such a high compliment. Like, I'm surprised that he wasn't like, I'm not like him. (laughs) Right. Anyways. So at this moment, Jack Sloper, everybody. Remember him? <laughs> Good old Jack Sloper. <laughs> One of the beaters from Gryffindor last year was there holding a roll of parchment for Harry. And he also asked about when the trials were going to be for the team. And I was like, who? <laughs> you know, good old Jack. Did he we take over about whenever him. Harry was banned for life? Banned for life. And, oh, yeah. And the Weasleys, right? Because mm-hmm. he took over for one of the Weasleys. Yeah. Um, so according to the wiki, he's a wizard. Oh. Oh, thank you, Wiki. Mm-hmm. Substitute beater for the Gryffindor Quidditch team in 1995, along with Andrew Kirk, K-I-R-K-E is the spelling. 
<laughs> and he took over for Fred Weasley and George Weasley. But he, spoiler alert, is going to be unsuccessful in joining the team this year. <laughs> um, Sorry, yeah. Slope. So it says that he and Andrew were both described as incompetent by Angelina Johnson. And that was particularly evident when Jack knocked himself unconscious with his own bat. Oh, my God. I love that himself. Him. What a journey. That would be me. Oh, goodness. So that's Jack. Good old Jack. And he says something more about wanting the trials to be this weekend, but Harry's not listening to him. And he just now notices that the handwriting on the parchment is slanted, which means that it's Dumbledore. Dear Harry, <laughs> I would like to start our private lessons this Saturday. Kindly come along to my office at 8 p.m. I hope you are enjoying your first day back at school. Yours sincerely, Albus Dumbledore. P.S. I enjoy acid palm. <laughs> Ron's like, what? What about acid pops? And Harry's like, the password turd for the gargoyle outside his office. And Harry feels victorious because this is when his detention with Snape is supposed to be. And we know that the Dumbledore trumps the Snape. And here's where I want to make a bold statement. Because when reading this this time, I felt like this could be like one of those Dumbledore cartoons. You know, where Dumbledore's like absolutely wild. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he gets word that Snape is giving Harry a detention, like through the portraits. And he's like, Fox, take note. Dear Harry, no detention. Suck it, Snape. <laughs> yes. But exactly. like, what if? What if he like found out through the portraits and was like, <laughs> I love that you're screaming at I'm excited because I feel like this could totally happen. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's funny. Because, you know, Dumbledore does these sneaky little things. Thinks he's just above everybody. Well, it's because he is. Okay. <laughs> so Ron thinks that Dumbledore will be teaching Harry some spectacular magic that, like, none of the Death Eaters even know. You're not wrong. And Hermione thinks that he will be learning advanced defensive magic. Also not wrong. And so after the break, Hermione goes to arithmancy while Harry and Ron go to the common room. They start Snape's homework, which is so complex that by the time Hermione gets back from class, they're still not finished. But once she joins them, they basically copy her and everything <laughs> speeds up really fast. That's not what the book said. It said the process sped, sped up. That doesn't mean they copied off of her. She probably helped them out. Copy. Maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> Uh, that afternoon, they had their first class with Slughorn, which is double potions, and they head down to the dungeons, which is a whole different animal now because it's not something that they necessarily have to dread. So, quote, when they arrived in the corridor, they saw that there were only a dozen people progressing to the newt level. Dozen! Ew. Crab and Goyle had evidently failed to achieve the required OWL grade, but Shock. four Slytherins had made it through, including Malfoy. Four Ravenclaws were there, and one Hufflepuff. Ernie Mac! Ernie Mac. He's basically not the best. <laughs> Who Harry liked, despite, rather, his pompous manner. Oh, Ernie. He thinks he's basically the best. Basically. He does. Not that great. Uh, so Ernie says Harry portentously, which I honestly had no idea what that meant. So I looked it up 
And it said, eliciting amazement or wonder, being a grave or serious manner, self-consciously solemn or important. And the one that I understood the best, pompous. Yeah. Which sounds like Ernie Mac. Yeah. I just, I just don't, I don't like the feels. I don't like his vibe. You know, what, I'm sorry. What he's don't a you like? He's too pompous. I don't like that. I don't appreciate that in a person. I'm going to put my nose in the air every time. I <laughs> There's a difference between confidence <laughs> and being pompous. Yes, I agree. And he's just on the pompous. He's just trying to impress. Yeah. He's putting on airs. Yeah. Airs. Airs. <laughs> so he says, Harry, didn't get a chance to speak in defense against the dark arts this morning. Okay. Good lesson, I thought. But shield charms are old hat, of course, for us old DA lags. How are you around Hermione? Hold on. <laughs> because I feel like he sounds old timey. Yes. Like. I know. Harry, old boy. Didn't get a chance <laughs> to speak with you on defense against the dark arts this morning. Good lesson, I thought. But shield charms are old hat, of course. That's exactly <laughs> like, what I got. Like, like pompous, though. <laughs> What year is that? Like the 30s? Right. Think of the great Gatsby. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So Harry really doesn't even get to answer him because Slughorn comes in um, and he, Harry was just going to say fine, but he like doesn't really get it out. Slughorn greets them, but particularly Harry and Zabini with extra enthusiasm because he remembers them from the slug club meeting on the train. Don't you mean Zambini? No, it's Zabini. <laughs> I'm trying to correct myself. <laughs> I, I, I actually want to say it wrong. I was like, is it? Is it, is it Zabini? Um, so Harry notices that there are already potions brewing in the classroom and they pass some very large bubbling cauldrons. So the Slytherins all sit at a table together. The Ravenclaws all sit at a table together. And then that leaves Harry, Ron, Hermione and Ernie Mac to sit together at the third table. Third. Third or nothing. (laughs) Um, What a small class. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he's taking, and he's not as, like, it's not as hard to get into the class as it was with Snape. Yeah. Yeah. You have to get E. So only 12 people got, but I guess, I guess maybe you could have gotten an E and didn't need it. Didn't need it. So maybe you just decided like, okay, I'm done and it doesn't do anything for me with my career path. So I'm not going to take it. And also it is quite possible that a handful of people decided not to go forward because maybe they didn't like being taught by Snape and they didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, true. Um, Because I'm just going to say now, I think that I would have loved to take potions being taught by Slughorn. He's a good teacher. I was telling Meg when I was reading this. But he's a good teacher. Yeah, if he cast aside all that, like, you know, the annoying parts of him, he is a really good teacher. And he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Um. So they at the table that Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Ernie sat at it is a gold-colored cauldron, and Harry describes the scent coming from the cauldron as gold. The most seductive scent that he ever inhaled. Welcome to year six. (laughs) (laughs) Scenting Ginny. Well, it reminds him of treacle tart, the woody smell of a broomstick handle, and something flowery he thought he might have smelled at the burrow. Ow, ow. I don't know, Ginny, what's your perfume? Is it flowery? Probably. Probably. 
Um, and he just like he noticed that he was breathing very slowly in and out, just like taking the smell in. And he felt very content. And he grinned over at Ron, who was grinning lazily back at him. Oh, my God. So it's like making them feel love drunk, basically, just from the smell. But that shows you how strong that potion is. Like mm-hmm. just from them smelling it, it's having an effect on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so Slughorn tells them all to take their scales out, their potion kits, and their copy of advanced potion making. And Harry raises his hand and is like, hey, dude, didn't think I was going to be here. So <laughs> me and Ron don't have anything that we need, basically. And Slughorn's like, that's okay. Go to the store cupboard, borrow some scales, take an old book, take some potions. I mean, potion ingredients. You'll be good. I love this scene in the movie. It's great. Yeah, it's only- different from the book, though. In the it is. sense that, like, I I didn't realize they both got tattered old books. Yeah, yeah same. I, mean, I all forgot of the stuff that they get is old, um, and not them fighting over one clean book and one horribly ugly book. Yeah, right. I just love like the scramble. It's yeah, funny, it's funny. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. He directs them to the cupboard and then he actually brings over two copies of the book. And like Sarah just said, they're both old and sets them on the table for them. And he just says that they can write to Flourish and Blots to get their own copy and these will work until they get them. And then he starts the lesson by saying that the potions he'd brewed are some of the things that they should be able to brew by the end of any WT potions, which I think is really cool. Um, It's actually... um it's this is actually a good teaching strategy um where you show your students an end result so you can see the product that that you know you're striving to meet and yeah. to get to that's really cool oh <laughs> lily in the chat <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a great it's a great tool for for scaffolding and um i I approve, which I rarely do in Hogwarts education. So well done, Slughorn. Oh, that's so funny. Everyone's saying Ginny's perfume is geranium scented. Oh, <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's I think it's confirmed like that he is smelling her perfume. Do they have do geraniums have scent? Yeah, they Never smell s- like mmm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like S word for poop? Honestly, though, to me, geraniums just kind of smell like greenery. Like, yeah, I, I agree. you know, like the like their leaves have more of a prominent smell than their flowers, in my opinion. What's green? What, what do you mean? Like leaves, like green. Green <laughs> smell. Like, yes, it is. like <laughs> there's OK in Florida, there's the scent that I smell all the time that is just like peppers. It's very weird okay. to explain. Like sweet pepper like green peppers i know what you're talking about now so that's like photosynthesis actually it's like the smell of photosynthesis cool? so like to me like you're that, putting me on that i'm serious is photosynthesis a smell yes it, it is, smells like it peppers is. so like it to me that and i i just smell it a lot in florida because there's a lot of sunshine <laughs> so like i smell that around certain plants and i always i always wondered if it was like a specific plant that smelled like that but i was like talking to my friends about it and they're like no actually like we wondered what that was too and found out that it's just photosynthesis it's the plants cooking up a feast yeah feast yeah it's chlorophyll that's yes more like borophyll thank you finny that is what i meant (laughs) (laughs) um so anyway that to me like geraniums just kind of like smell like greenery Anyway, 
I imagine. I know what you mean. I imagine her perfume smells like. So she smells like peppers and opinions is what you're telling me? No, I don't (laughs) think she smells like geraniums. I think that she probably smells like honeysuckles or. Oh, I like honeysuckles. Or honeysuckles. Lily of the Valley. At at the borough? Jasmine. What's that? Yeah, what's at the borough? Have we ever learned that before? I don't think so. Stopping to smell a rope. If it's her perfume, though. True. Oh, but does she wear perfume or does she just smell like the crap around her house? <laughs> <laughs> Don't they have like chickens? You smell like chicken poop. <laughs> she smells like garden gnome. Oh. <laughs> I imagine she smells like Bath and Body Works body spray. The Gernumbly is with the, with the glitter. <laughs> She's got the glitter yeah, roll on. Oh my god. Yeah, it's back. the 90s. Yeah. It's the 90s. The glitter back. roll on. Totally got the good roll on. <laughs> Hold on, let's look up. I'm gonna look up Bath and Body Works scents from the 90s. We're gonna figure Sweet this out. Juniper yes. breeze, oh cucumber melon. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh yes. What is the one that's like, apple? What is the one that's like midnight something or other that smells like old ladies? I love that smell. <laughs> Wait, yeah. do you use that isn't one for it, forever? Isn't it like Moonlight it's something? Moonlight yeah. Path. Yeah. 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 Moonlight that's, Path. That's straight up old lady. Oh my God. So good. <laughs> Probably makes you think of your grandma. It who's does. Most likely no it's, longer There's with a you. whole bustle article oh. about 10 classic bath and body works since they're back. Cucumber melons number one. <laughs> <laughs> brown sugar and fig. Uh-huh. Oh, oh yeah. Brown they're brown. amber one I used to use all the time and then I started amber. having a reaction to it. Country apple. Mm. Country I said apple. harvest apple, yes. Country apple. Cucumber right. melon. Is juniper breeze on there? Oh, Every juniper time I breeze. see this word, my I pronounce it incorrectly in my head to the point where I might pronounce it incorrectly when I say it, but it's potpourri, but I in my head. You said say, it right. I know. Okay. I want to say potpourri. Me too. That's what my grandma used to call it. Potpourri. Oh, that's so, so do funny. we want to know what these three potions are? <laughs> no, I'm gonna keep looking up Bath and Body Works. Are okay. you talking about twi- twi- Twilight Woods? Oh, oh that's I used another to use good that one. What, yeah. what did you say? The old lady Moonlit one? Path. Moon, yeah. Moonlit Path. Moonlit Path. Straight up, you smell it. You're like, that's grandma. Mm-hmm. And you like that? Yes. I might it buy it so on good. eBay for you. <laughs> you don't have to. I can't use any of that stuff. My skin's so sensitive now that if I use anything scented, I get horribly itchy. Oh my. Especially Anyways. that stuff. It's very This was a lovely walk down memory lane. Right? I don't know. I love 90s Bath and Body Who Works. knew where we would go, friends? You never know. <sighs> so at the Slytherin table is Veritaserum. And it is a, according to Hermione, because she answers the question, a colorless, odorless potion that forces the drinker to tell the truth. At the Ravenclaw table is Polyjuice Potion, which Hermione also answers the question to. And Harry says that he also recognized it, but he's not bitter over the fact that she got the points because, you know, she is the one that brewed it, not him. So she but he does recognize it. A but, new level potion. Yeah, second, second year. year. But it's insane. that's a little foreshadowing to the end of the chapter when someone else is mad that someone else wins. Oh, so. oh, yeah. Yeah. And then at Ron, Harry, Hermione, and Ernie's table is Amortentia. And it is the most powerful love potion in the world. It has a distinct mother of pearl sheen, which I love mother of pearl. It's so pretty. And then the steam rises in characteristic spirals and it smells differently to each person. And Hermione starts explaining what it smells like to her, which is freshly mown grass, new parchment, and she doesn't finish. Ron Weasley. What does he smell? What does he smell like? Ginger. 
What did they say? It was? <laughs> <laughs> what are the two scents already? Yeah, uh, parch, uh, fresh parchment and grass. freshly mown grass. I also like that smell, by the way. I do too. But did anyone say? Me. Did she say mint in the movie? Yeah, she, she says pepper, spearmint. So, yeah, spearmint toothpaste. So they like that's like a thing that they added in because it's like whenever Is Harry that what first gets to, smell to when Harry first gets Ooh. to the burrow, he's brushing his teeth and Hermione's oh! next to him. Mm-hmm. She reaches over and she reaches over to like get the toothpaste off his face because it's like dribbling. And then when we get here, she says spearmint toothpaste. Okay, so like a call out to that. So in the movies, he, he's supposed to smell spearmint toothpaste. Let's spearmint. let's look up and see what on Book and Reverie what he smell what his. Oh, that's like. a good idea. Ooh. Yes. What was um, wrong? Easily, Vinny says sweaty teenager. <laughs> I, I mean, probably out in t- <laughs> Sarah and not that kind of podcast. Oh. I think he would smell like something sweet. I uh, think he would, yeah, like like a ginger newt cookie or something, or like, that. like something warm. <laughs> Lily says chicken legs. I was gonna say like a roast chicken. No prop says sausages. Uh, Jen says the inside of honey dukes because he can't stop eating sweet chocolate. Lily also said Axe body spray. <laughs> so according to Book and Reverie, which if you haven't oh. bought candles from her. <laughs> Oh, Proceed like with that. caution because she will get all your money because you're going to want to buy all the candles. Mm-hmm. I literally just bought three candles and I probably have a million of hers that I haven't even lit yet. So there's that. But according to Ron, her Ron smells like cinnamon rolls, grass, and his soap. That candle smells really good, too. Mm-hmm. I have that one. <laughs> I have that one as well. The only one that I don't love that I have from her is, like, it's not much, but it's home only because it's super sweet. But I knew that going in... So I'm going to give that candle, which I keep saying to my sister, and I just actually haven't given it to her, though. Hey, but all of her candles are good. We'll see if I give it to her. She knows, like, it's there. Like, she's smelled it before. <laughs> it's like, here's a leftover candle that I bought for myself. <laughs> so Slughorn is impressed with Hermione and asks her name, and she tells him, and he asks if she's related to Hector Dagworth Granger, who founded the most extraordinary society of potioners. And she says, hmm, I don't think so because I'm muggle born. So Hector is Hector. Hector is a British wizard, the founder of the most extraordinary society of potioners. He was known to understand that no such elixir has been created to control and create love. And among many other leading potioners, he doubted that it was possible to create such a truly unbreakable and eternal affection. And this is in um tales of beetle the bard apparently as well as half-blood prince so the most extraordinary society of potioners literally all we know about it is the fact that this dude founded it (laughs) that's like literally all we know um and again it's mentioned in half-blood prince and the tales of beetle the bard um malfoy and Theodore not snigger but Slughorn ignores them and then he makes the connection with Harry that this is his friend that he had talked to Slughorn about and awards Hermione 20 points for Gryffindor super cute Woo! Woo-hoo. yeah Malfoy's not happy about that forget you Malfoy he looks he's described as looking like that time Hermione punched him in the face love that yep love that journey for him <laughs> So Hermione, this is so cute, turns to Harry. She's got this radiant expression and she whispers, did you really tell him I'm the best in the year? Oh, Harry. Look, they're giving each other back to back compliments. Right. And then Ron goes, well, that 
Well, what's so impressive about that? And he looked annoyed. You're the best in the year. I'd have told him if he, so if he asked me. <laughs> and like, of course, that makes her smile. But then she like kind of shushes them because she wants to hear a slughorn. And Ron looks a little disgruntled about this. Someone's a little jelly belly. Um, so Slughorn continues talking about amortensia. It doesn't create love because that's impossible to make or imitate, but does cause powerful infatuation or obsession. And he says it's probably the most dangerous and powerful potion in the room. We know this is true because there's a whole room dedicated to it in the Department of Mysteries. So I just want to say that it's kind of crazy that like these kids should be able to brew this at the end of the year. Yeah, right. Honestly. I mean, they're almost they're almost done with school, though. I know. You know? time to start trying this stuff out with, with everything that magic can do i feel like a lot of it is just like you gotta be responsible with this kind of stuff yeah yeah no Sarah, <laughs> just do what you want break all the rules be voldemort whatever oh my god you want to know jab go go be voldemort <laughs> what did you tell alana <laughs> what did i tell her oh that i go what did i how did i say it's not about like she's picking her nose and I was like, that's how, I'm like, you'll lose your nose. I'm like, that's why Voldemort doesn't have a nose. Because <laughs> he picked it. Your mom knows all about Voldemort. So like, Ask her. all night, Voldemort doesn't have a nose because he picked it. <laughs> yeah, you better get your finger out of yours, ma'am. That's so funny. <laughs> um, so tips 101. <laughs> Slughorn sees Malfoy and not like smirking a little skeptically. And he says, when you've seen as much of life as I have, you will not underestimate the power of obs- of obsessive love. Shout out to Bellatrix and Snape. What up? Honestly. What the heck did my computer do? All right. Ernie Mac then asks, what about the last cauldron? You didn't tell us about it. And Harry's pretty sure Slughorn didn't forget about it. He wanted to be asked for dramatic effect. <laughs> Lovely. I kind of love him. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. Would your hand up? Mm-mm. Oh no! I had an itch on my forehead. Oh, got it. Um, so you. this potion is splashing merrily. It's the color of molten gold, which that just looks so pretty in my mind. And there's like giant dro- giant drops leaping like goldfish, but not a single particle was spilling out of it. So Slughorn automatically looks at Hermione and he's like, I'm sure you can tell me what this is. And she said, It's liquid luck. It makes you lucky. So the whole class, of course, is like, Say what? And finally, Malfoy is giving him his full attention. So somebody, you know, somebody's looking for some luck. luck. Mm -hmm. So Slughorn goes on to describe Felix, and I'll dive a little bit more into it after this. He says, desperately tricky to make and disastrous to get wrong. However, if brewed correctly, as this has been, you will find that all your endeavors tend to succeed, at least until the effects wear off. Uh, Good old Terry Boot has a real good question. He says, well, why don't people just drink it all the time then? And Slughorn says, because if it's taken in excess, it causes giddiness. Not so bad. Recklessness, maybe a little bad. And dangerous overconfidence. Hello, Ernie Mac. I have a question. Do you think Terry Boot wears boots? Uh, I hope they're high-heeled boots like Dumbledore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He says, too much of a good thing, you know, highly toxic in large quantities, but taken sparingly and very occasionally. So I went to the good old wiki. So Felix Felicis, which I always say wrong, so I hope I said that right. It was invented by Zygmunt Budge in the 16th century, and it's deemed to be his greatest accomplishment ever. 
It's also very difficult to make. It requires six months to stew before it's ready to be consumed. So this dude started this even before he knew he was getting this job or he purchased it. I don't know. And then according to the Wonder Book of Potions. He seems like somebody that would just have some. And maybe he just like put it in the cauldron for effect. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he also knew that he was going to end up saying yes to Dumbledore. This is true. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because he was after him for a while, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, According to the Wonder Book of Potions, they like listed out the whole recipe, like actually how to do it. But I just pulled the ingredients from it because I thought that was very interesting. There's Ashwinder egg. There's horseradish, something called a squill bulb. And an anemone-like growth on the back of a mertlap, a tincture of thyme, ground-up Akami eggshell, powdered common rue, and then the incantation is Felix Empra. What a common rue you are. <laughs> the etymology, Felix is the Latin word for happy or lucky, and Felicis is from the same root. Uh, it's trans. It's translated as of luck, so therefore it literally means luck of luck, lucky luck, or lux luck, and it could also be translated to happy luck, which all of those apply. So Michael Corner says, "Have you ever taken it?" And Slughorn says, "Yes, twice." It's very specific. He says, "Once when I was twenty-four, and once when I was fifty-seven. I'd really like to know why those ages were picked. All he had to take was two tablespoons with breakfast, and he had two perfect days." And it's mentioned that he gazed dreamily into the distance, whether he was play acting or not, thought Harry, the effect was good. <laughs> so that's actually today's lesson, today's lesson's prize. So if there, if you were to brew a draught of living death today, you would win it. You win one tiny bottle, enough for 12 hours of good luck. Where's my bell? 12. Thanks, ma'am. Not over here. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. From dawn till dusk, you'll be lucky in everything you attempt. But he does warn it's banned in organized competitions like sporting events, examinations, and elections. So whoever wins it can use it on an ordinary day. And I like this quote. And watch how the ordinary day becomes extraordinary. Yes. Can we talk about how Slytherin of a teaching like lesson this is? He just like turned a lesson into a competition. Mm, true, <laughs> true, true. I love it. Everyone that. works hard at it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty crafty method. So like I said, they have to brew a draft of living death, right? Is mm-hmm. that the right way to say it? I think, also, I think so. Shout out to Vinny for saying that. I don't want him to think I didn't see that he said it, that it was a Slytherin like, mm. teaching a lesson. No. So... I like how Slughorn says that he's like, this will be a more com- complex potion than anything you guys have ever attempted before. I don't expect a perfect potion from anyone, but whoever does the best will win Felix. I mean, it's a tricky Think about what the potion does. It's tricky. Yeah. Um, so everyone gets to work. It's described as the concentration in the room was almost tangible. And Harry, of course, is always looking at Malfoy. And he sees him rifling through his textbook, and it says it could not have been clearer that Malfoy really wanted that lucky day. Obviously, he would like to just do his little mission without a hitch. I, he would like to commit a successful murder, right? I was going to say, like, do you think that it would have even worked for something like that? I have no idea. That's a really good question. I think in the I think I think when it comes to Dumbledore, we can't treat it like a normal death because it's not. 
because he knows at the end of the day he's going to die. So, like, I wonder if if Draco had taken it and would have gotten lucky in the aspect of, like, at the end of that 12 hours, Dumbledore was no longer living. But that because Dumbledore's intention, he was going to die anyway. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, like yeah. if it had just been mm-hmm. any random person, I don't know if it would have worked as the same as if... Mm-hmm someone who like knew and was like accepting that they didn't have that much long to live. It's like different I don't know. variables. I like that yeah. too. What if it also determined what the true luck of a person would be? So let's say just like it happens at the end of the book, he goes to kill him and he's actually putting his wand down to not do it. What if Draco's real luck would have been accepting the help from Dumbledore and being able to live and be safe that way. Right. What help was Dumbledore giving him? He was going to hide him and his family. Where is that said? In seven when, or at the end of this book, I'm sorry, when they're talking in the tower. He tries to like talk him down. Yeah. He's like, I can hide you and your family and X, Y, Z. You know, he would have. Yeah, for well, sure. Well, yeah, he would have. And it, and it would have well, actually would have been dead. Well. So. <laughs> well, he would have tried to make that Snape somebody else would have helped. No, that would have given up a lot. Um, yep. Um, so Harry looks at his own textbook, and he's very annoyed because there's scribbles all over it. It's like looking at one of my books, although it's not <laughs> as helpful. So, um, It's described as the margins were as black as the printed parts, and even in the ingredients part, the previous owner had made notes and crossed things out. So Harry's trying to decipher what the actual textbook says. He goes to get his ingredients. And as he comes back, he sees Malfoy cutting up valerian roots as fast as he could. Here goes my Akatar brain. Valerian? That's cool. Like Valeris. So I looked it up. And it's most commonly used for sleep disorders. It's like a medicinal plant or something. Right? Especially the inability to sleep. Uh, Valerian is also used orally for anxiety and psychological stress. Pretty cool. I thought that was exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So everyone was looking around at everyone else. It's hard to keep your work private in potions. Within 10 minutes, the whole place is full of bluish steam. Hermione, of course, seems to be the one who's gotten the furthest. She, her potion is the smooth black currant colored liquid that it's supposed to be halfway through. So Harry's looking at his book again. He's getting seriously irritated because he just can't decipher what the actual directions are. Quote, under all the stupid scribbles which he will soon come to practically worship. So the previous owner apparently didn't like the directions that said, cut the, here we go, sopophorus bean. That sounds right. And had written additional instructions that said, crush with flat side of silver dagger releases juice better than cutting. And I was like, what's this bean? So it's the fruit of the sopophorus plant. It's a shriveled pearly white bean, which resembled an overgrown mistletoe berry. I believe this is... Not a real plant. <laughs> Just within Potter. Yes, I believe so. Um, it contains a thick silver juice that would remove the drinker's memory if just drunk neat. But in potion making, it doesn't seem to have that power. Um, sopo from Latin means deep sleep. Phosphorus or forest is more like just coming from the roots of phosphorus, which is like chemical. So basically it comes up to mean bringer of deep sleep, which makes sense for draft of the living death. Fun facts. I wanted to make sure that what I said about Dumbledore offering help was correct. And I was 
So he's like, come over to the right side, Draco. We can hide you more completely than you can possibly imagine. What is more, I can send members of the Order to your mother tonight and hide her likewise. Your father is safe at the moment in Azkaban. When the time comes, we can protect him too. Come over to the right side, Draco. You are not a killer. He's not wrong. Draco's not a killer. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he does anything to anybody. Only with the ladies. Oh Who, Draco? I don't know. Ladies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pansy. <laughs> Pansy. So Draco's trying to get um, Slughorn's attention, and he mentions that he thinks that he knew his grandfather, like Slughorn did, and he's like, yep, I did. And he's like, I'm sorry to hear about his passing. Um, and this is where we learn that Draco's grandfather contracted dragonpox and didn't survive it. He's like, but, you know, getting at his age, you're not likely to survive it. Then Slughorn walks away, um, and Harry can tell that Malfoy was basically expecting to be treated more like how Zabini had been, or even with some preferential treatment like he had been used to with Snape. It's not the case at all. Slughorn seemed to not care about him in the least. Mm-hmm. Um, so I googled it's all that bad. It's all that bad press. Yeah, he doesn't that want to deal with Death Eaters. Luscious Gat. Which both, that's why he doesn't invite him nor Theodore Not, because Not's father is also Look at that a picture. known <laughs> uh, Death Eater. So right. Dragonpox was a potentially fatal contagious disease that affected wizards and witches. Its symptoms were presumably similar to, similar to muggle illnesses like the chickenpox. In addition to leaving the victim's skin pockmarked, dragonpox caused a lasting greenish tinge. Simpler cases present with a green and purple rash between the toes and sparks coming out of the nostrils when the patient sneezes. Um, Isn't that what killed... Potters, the mm-hmm, older yes. Potters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Some known sufferers. Um, there you go. Chauncey Oldridge was the first known victim. Who was that? Chauncey. Is that from a video game? Chauncey Lardone. I don't know. Let's look it up. Click that sauce. No, it's oh, the author's from? official site. Oh. So it was first, first cases of dragon packs <laughs> or wizards working closely with... Peruvian viper tooths in the 1100s. Uh, Gunhilda, I don't know if it's Kanine or just Neen, was recorded as having to forego playing Chaser in the Quidditch match when she came down with a touch of the sickness. The first person known to have lethally succumbed to dragon pox was Chauncey Oldridge. Getting down with the sickness. <laughs> Jeez, Katie. <laughs> um, Helen Cooper. Gunhilda Neen, Alpheus Dodge, Tulip, Kara Sue. Tulip. They all had the Aldrich Diggory, Mr. and Mrs. Goldstein. They died from the illness. So did Abrax, Abraxas, whatever his name is, Malfoy, um, Fleamont, and Euphema Potter. Alpheus Dodge, I didn't realize that, but he survived. Died from yeah. a combination of old age and the illness. The illness killed them. Gunhilda Neen um, was from Daily Prophet Newsletters. What's that? Is that like an old thing that used to come out? I think yes. Okay. So the bean that Harry was supposed to cut up is being very difficult for him to cut up. So he asks Hermione if he can use her knife. She's like kind of distracted. So she says yes because she's looking at her potion that was a deep purple and not the lilac it was supposed to be. 
So Harry uses the knife to crush the bean and it produces way more liquid than he thought would come out of like this little dried bean. Um, and he adds it to the potion and immediately it's changed to a lilac color. So Harry's not as annoyed anymore with the writing in the book. Um, and he continues to read the instructions, um, which were the next ones were about stirring clock counterclockwise. And he did what the written in instructions were. So immediately the color was changing. And Hermione is demanding to know how he's doing it because her potion was still a purple color, like a deep purple. Um, and when Harry told her to add a clockwise turn, she stopped him by saying, like, that's not what the book says. And so, like, according to his book, what were the instructions that were written in were for every seven clowner clockwise turns, there's one clockwise turn. Um, seven. And so across from him, Ron's potion looks like licorice. <laughs> Not at all what it's supposed to look like. And he's kind of noticed, like Harry's noticing that no one else's potion is turning or has turned as pale as as his. Um, And he's like realizing for the first time, especially in potions, he seems to be the one that's doing really great. Um, And then Slughorn is calling for time to be up. And then reading from the book, it says Slughorn slowly moved along among the tables, peering into the cauldrons. He made no comment, but occasionally gave the potions a stir or a sniff. At last, he reached the table where Harry, Ron, Hermione and Ernie were sitting. He smiled ruefully at the tar like substance in Ron's cauldron. He passed over Ernie's Navy concoction, Hermione's potion. He gave an approving nod. And then he saw Harry's and a look of incredulous delight spread over his face. The clear winner, he cried to the dungeon. Excellent, excellent, Harry. Good Lord, it's clear you've inherited your mother's talent. She was a dab hand at potions, Lily was. Here you are, then. Here you are. One bottle of Felix Felicity's, as promised, and use it well. So, like, all right. He did nothing wrong except follow directions. That's not wrong. And not feel under wild pressure. Here's and that's why question. he did well in his exam, too, because he didn't feel the pressure. Yeah. Here's my question, though, because, sure. you know, Hermione followed it to the T. Yes. Why wasn't her like you, if you're following it out of the book? This is what I never understood. Like your potion should be absolutely fine. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. That Maybe it me. wasn't cut perfect enough or some ingredient. Was like, it about the bean juice? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't it, know. it just like bothers me. Or like, it makes sh- me think like when we talk about this, like versus cooking and you can fo- like you, if you follow a recipe to the T, like if you make, if I'm making, well, I guess this is baking. I was going to say, about making how you chocolate stir. cookies. <sighs> Maybe it's but the she's doing exactly, You know that she's going to be the person that does it exactly to the T. Correct. Did she and run she out of made, time? I don't think so. It doesn't say in the book. Hmm. Yeah. That's a really good question. It just bothers me. I kind of just always associated it to like, I mean, even with baking, like you can follow a recipe exactly, but like sometimes people just know how to like add little, little differences that make it that much better. And like clearly Snape. Maybe his cauldron was hotter. I don't know. I mean, like it could be down to something like that though. Like it's, it's science. So like the amount of exactness like even off to a tiny t could have made it just not perfect or with science the whole point of science is you're recreating the experiment exactly the same to get the exact same results not then you're if you if you can't do that if you cannot replicate what you're doing in the experiment to get the same results in your experiment fields or did Snape do it better than the creator of this potion? 
these things things I thought whilst reading this. Um like I'm sure Hermione's was great. He did look approvingly. Yeah. He liked it. Until he <laughs> saw the chosen one. <laughs> but I am the chosen one. Such a great line. Anyways, Harry's happy to have won the potion and he's and like winning slash beating the Slytherins. Mm-hmm. It's just giving him a little bit extra oomph in his step. Um, but he also feels guilty because he knows well, by looking at Hermione, he can tell that she is upset about it. Because mm. um, she's not used to being... Number two. Yeah, to her friends. Who does number two work for? <laughs> so Ron just seems dumbfounded, and he asks him how he did it, and his Harry's response is, he just got lucky. And he's really only saying that because he knows that Malfoy is right there and he's listening to him. Yes. And so like once they're away from him and they're sitting at the Gryffindor table, he tells them what's what. Um, and watching Harry, Harry's watching Hermione's reaction to him telling the story and she just like seeing the look on his face he's mad and um, he's like basically like what do you think like I cheated or something because he's really frustrated with her Um, so I'm going to read from the book because I didn't feel like typing this all out well it wasn't exactly your own work was it she said stiffly he only followed different directions to ours said Ron could have been a catastrophe couldn't it but he took a risk and it paid off. He heaved a, he heaved a sigh. Slughorn could have handed me that book, but no, I get the one that no one's ever written on. Puked on by the look of page <laughs> 52, but hang on, said a voice close to Harry's left ear, and he caught a sudden waft of that flowery smell. <gasps> there she is, folks! In Slughorn's dungeon. He looked around and saw that Jenny had joined them. Did I hear right? You've been taking orders from something someone wrote in a book? Harry, I don't know why I said it like that, but that's how it is. <laughs> she looked alarmed and angry, and Harry knew what was on her mind at once. Okay, so mm. obviously... Confirmed, obviously. This is very upsetting to Ginny because of her past trauma with Tom Riddle's diary. Mm-hmm. One, obviously we know that was a very traumatic thing for an 11-year-old to go through. She doesn't want anyone to have to go through what she did, especially someone she cares about. So hearing this immediately is probably triggering for her and thinking, oh, Lord, basically, and not Lord Voldemort. (laughs) So Harry tries to reassure her by saying it's not like the diary. It's just an old textbook someone wrote in and quoting from the book. It says, but you're doing what it says. It says, I just tried a few of the tips written in the margins. Honestly, Jenny, there's nothing funny. And Jenny's got a point. Hermione interrupts him. She's kind of latching on to the idea that there's something off about this book. And I think part of it is because like, she just doesn't think like she thinks she's the only one that could be that good. And she's mad that um, she's really, she's not, she's not pleased that Harry did better than her. Um, so Hermione doesn't like, obviously that Harry has beaten her. So she wants to check and make sure that they're truly isn't anything funny about the textbook. So she takes it from him, like snatches it from his hands. She, um, apparently, Oh, she taps on it. I thought this had laps and I, <laughs> didn't know what i wrote for a moment so she taps on it and says i'm gonna say this incorrectly those are her exact words she taps and says i'm gonna say it incorrectly just kidding specialis revealio mm-hmm. and nothing happens literally not a dang thing so i googled this you know good old google according to the wikia Specialis Revealio was the incantation of a charm that revealed any spells performed on an object or potions. It was a um, variation of the Revealio charm. 
And I like that underneath, like, if you ever look at the Wikia, um, if they have like people or like what they have, like all these things underneath them, like on the side. And so under this one, it has like the incantation, how you say it, um, what type it is, the hand movement. It says rap smartly. <laughs> um, it's just really funny. Anyways, we know that these people do it. Ernie, <laughs> Ernest McMillian Ernest. failed. Hermione, Harry, Ron, Draco, they all try to do this. Um, and the etymology of it, basically, um, specialis, which is particular or individual, it's Latin, and revelar, which is the present tense of revelo. I don't know if I said that correctly. Unveil, altogether the incantation read to as to reveal the particulars of. What's the one for humans? Like hominus? Hominum revelio? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And nothing happens. Literally, the book just sits there. And so Harry's irritated and he gets his sassy self because he's like, are you finished or are you like waiting for it to do a trick? Like, you know, Um, and so she's still kind of looking at the book like she doesn't trust it. I mean, I don't I don't blame her and i wouldn't blame Ginny either because like mm-hmm. that's yeah a little suspicious it's also the wizarding world where like weird stuff happens clearly i mean we know from past <laughs> um and so but she's like able to concede that it seems to just be a textbook so harry takes it back and whilst he's like grabbing it back he accidentally drops it on the floor and then he it's it's um mentioned that he picks it up when no one's looking which like why would we why would they care if you dropped your book on the floor and then like went to pick it up but it seemed like he made the point to like make sure no one was looking when he went to go pick it up whatever so he picks it up and then he sees that there's something written on the back cover and it's in the same handwriting that's on the inside of the book and it says this book is the property of the half-blood prince name drop yep oh my gosh this is the title of the book in the book do you ever just like get a weird feeling when you read that? Like when you get to the title of the book? Like a dun dun dun. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, that's important. Yeah. Because <laughs> Eileen Prince. <laughs> I'll also say know. it is noted that he put the Felix Felicis in his ch- not shorts. <laughs> in his socks in his trunk. Which I'm like, is that important to know? Socks. Know. There are socks again in the series. Mm-hmm. Good hiding space. Sure. That's the chapter. That is the chapter. Let's do some lightning bolt questions. Bring it on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can remember how to do this every week. Here we go. Hey. All right. Wow. There's a lot today. Okay. Nope Rope asks if there was Thanksgiving in the Wizarding World, what would you hope was at their feast? Say it again. If Thanksgiving was a thing at the Wizarding World, what would you want at the feast? All the traditional things that my family would have. Turkey, mashed potatoes and gravy, creamy casserole, stuffing. I want one of Petunia's cakes that she makes in Chamber of Secrets <laughs> that gets dropped on the head. Of- yeah, but that those cakes aren't made with love. They can't taste good. You don't know. I mean, it wasn't made with love by Petunia, but someone could make it with love. Oh, someone. Yeah. I thought you meant She may have made it. it, No. If she was making it for her son, it's made with love. She's making it. I like a really (laughs) delicious roll. Ooh, yeah. I love rolls. I have no time for bread. Give me the other stuff. Give me the other stuff. You get no stuffing tomorrow. (laughs) You don't want bread? It's different. It's got other things in it. 
Rolls are just vehicles for other things. Yeah, which is butter and yeah, that's delicious. But like, I don't. A. I'm fine. B. Usually we get really great rolls from Fragapan Bakery, which if you're in the Clevelandish area, West Side, delicious. Yeah. And they're like sweeter rolls. They got like cinnamon or something. Sometimes I get the mm. one, like they also get ones with nuts on them and then I get annoyed, so I had to take all the nuts off and then I eat it. See, I just, I'm not a bread person. I know. You lead a sad life. I love bread. The only time I like bread is if there's some meat and cheese in the middle. Nope. I can just eat bread. I often do, just as a snack. Just a slice when of bread. When I was a yes. kid, I used to eat butter sandwiches. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I'll eat bread with toast. Like toast with bread like, with toast? Bread or toast with like butter on it, but I don't. I mean, bread and butter is. I mean, it's How much butter is in a butter sandwich? I need to know. Oh, it's just like a normal amount. <laughs> so it's just like you're eating a piece of butter bread, but you slap two together. Yeah, it's like it as if you were to take like peanut butter in between two pieces of bread, but you put butter instead. Yeah, but I load that sucker up with peanut butter. Wow. It's a normal amount of peanut butter. I don't know what that is. Just a normal amount. Oh my Non-existent. God. Butter bread. It's good. Did you like a butter sandwich? Okay. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> butter my biscuit. Katie T asks, did you have a Snape like teacher in school? Yep. I feel like we all did. Feel like everybody knows yep. Snape. Yep. I don't think so. Really? Yeah. I don't think so. I did in college. Mm-hmm. I also mm-hmm. did in grade school. That lady was up. I don't remember. Anybody be this like, lady? Are you ready for this? I are you ready for this? Strict, but this not is straight up Snape BS. Not me. Okay, sure. I was out in eighth grade for the chicken pox. Yes, folks, I got chicken pox in eighth grade. Anyway, so did I. What's well, I just feel that? like that's old. That's old for chicken pox. Usually, man had, had them when he was judge probably, you. probably in eighth grade because I we had it at the same time. And he's seven years older than me. my dad got him at the same time as me, and he was like forty. It's uncommon though. It is to get them that age. So the internet judges. You. There's some people that have never had them and they're grown. True. I mean, I was vaccinated for them, but in like, I think that that's why it just like, I just I don't know. I don't know why I got them when I did. But anyway, right. anyway, anyway, anyway. So I'm out of eighth grade for like, I don't know, like a week and a half or something because of chicken pox, right? Sure. Yeah. So this lady in my religion class, we were given a coloring project to do Mm. in eighth grade okay we had to color a cross and she never told me about that assignment for the week and a half that i was out and i didn't know that i hadn't turned it in because i didn't know that it existed (laughs) as an assignment sure literally gave me a c in religion because she failed that project and said that it was like worth a hundred points or something literally coloring across my mom was so mad you can tell i'm so far from thinking when you hear the word uh well two words across a cross i thought i'm literally thinking what are you going what are you coloring across? Like, is that what you said? Like, instead of like a, a crucifix. Cross, like, like, oh my God. What, is, what did you have to color across? Sarah's crying. <laughs> like, my mom was so mad. This lady would not backpedal on it. And I got a C in freaking eighth grade for religion because of this dang coloring project. <laughs> you should find that lady. That lady was a snake. I think she still works there. Maybe she needed She's to find the a worst. new across. 
something? She needed to do something. Oh, she needed God. to pray is what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, <Lord. laughs> Sorry you failed your coloring project. Like, what the heck? I'm in eighth grade. And you're going to be a coloring of all project. all the classes, it's theology, yeah, which really. is like the easiest one. Really? Okay. <laughs> the high school I was trying to get into didn't care, so... <laughs> anyway anybody else have any snape like stories anything anything i had a teacher that didn't like me and she made me sit by myself <clears throat> rude hmm. yeah anything else to add okay no. i pulled my horror teacher story many times oh i know that lady was awful i had her too mm-hmm. um okay <laughs> Katie Kayaktel asks, do you think Snape's handwriting changed from writing in his book to teaching, which is why Harry and even Ron and Hermione, when they tried using it and looked at it, didn't recognize it? Well, you also have to think like he's writing in margin. So he's like writing tiny. And I don't know. Maybe my handwriting doesn't change. Still can't read it. I have different ways that I write. Yeah. That doesn't always look the same. I would um, I would agree that I do as well. Um, if I'm if if I'm writing for myself, I know what I wrote for the most part. So like, if you read something, like ask anyone that's seen my actual like for me handwriting, they would be like, I literally have no idea what you wrote. But if I wrote for other people, my handwriting is neater. So maybe that's his case. I mean, he's writing in the know. book for himself and writing on the board. Part of me thinks that like there's some theories out there, like because Lily's such a good person at potions like what if it was like her book or like he wrote it to help her or like i don't know hmm, there's like cute. theories about that like i was literally thinking i'm like i wonder if he really went into potions because it makes him think of her i mean mm. i wouldn't put it past him like literally well like it's his life so. yeah I don't know. maybe he just wanted his handwriting to look better for her like maybe he copied just- her handwriting copied her patronus i don't know maybe he just uses magic to write on the boards it's not like really his handwriting it's true well i would think that it would take the the spellcaster's handwriting i agree but i don't know i'm just trying to <laughs> <laughs> but like maybe it's maybe well like maybe whoever invented like the spell to like move chalk like maybe it made it maybe neater. Who, but like say like it was jokey white that decided to make the spell <laughs> head in like the cannon. 1600s of like i'm sick of writing on this board with my own hands chalk movio i don't know chalk movio and whoever invented the spell that had people writing on boards for them it's that person's handwriting Vinny says maybe the spell has a standard font that's what i'm saying i like that only Only in impact (laughs) i kind of like helvetica this is some stuff happening right now but what if it's the person like that's how they wrote you know what i mean comic sans yeah no Papyrus. Yeah, but no. I guess comment, wait. I guess Ariel Sands is really good for people with dyslexia. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I think I've also that. can't mm-hmm. we come up with a new handwriting like looking one that's not Comic Sans? I love Times New Roman. My preferred Wingdings. I really like Gotham. Uh, so does Batman. Calibri. <laughs> I just I just really like good old Helvetica Noya. Oswald Noya Noya. Okay, I'm asking Roboto. Uh, okay <laughs> rapid fire two things your love potion go marty what does marty smell like delightful <laughs> <laughs> oh 
I don't know. Oh, I think I've said this before, but tomatoes on the vine mm. smell like my childhood home mm-hmm. because we had rather large. It's a good. Marty scent. calls it a they farm. Kind of smell a little bit like greenery. Nah, they're gardens. Photosynthesis plants. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good scent. It, it is, is a, a good, good scent. scent. Every time I buy tomato, like I only buy tomatoes on the vine unless I need like a specific like smaller tomato. But I always smell you can them. Buy small ones on the vine too. Sometimes. <laughs> Your neck. <laughs> I love you so much. Okay, that was two. Uh, uh, rapid have, fire. Not even saying Katie. <laughs> well, because I have Taylor three. Swift. I've Taylor literally, Swift. I've literally, I've come up with three like immediately. No, so I'm just gonna say three. Delete Sorry. one. No, nope. no. Delete one. <laughs> Katie, which smells like Old Spice, because that's okay. So you and you and Marty. So Katie, so we both like the smell of Marty. You come up here and get a whiff. And then two other very specific scents would be a bookstore mm. and. <laughs> Oh. The smell of a water ride at Disney World. Not telling our story. Moldy about... water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have Katie in there twice. Good old smell of pie. I'm not saying I smell good, but I don't smell like Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Do you need some aloe for your burn? <laughs> So you're saying that that you oh, like the oh. scent of like dead people in water because only people, don't people put ashes in the water ride? Where's the lie? I hope not. Do they? You haven't heard that people? They're like people oh, do it all the time. What kind people. of Disney nightmare is this? It is truly very illegal. So don't, yeah, don't, don't do that. that. Don't do that. You should. But yeah, people do it all the time. But then honestly, if they see you doing it, they have to close the ride down for the rest of the day and clean out. The ride. People do that. Yes, yeah. that's bonkers. I will say, if you need to scatter ashes, make sure you're doing it in a legal way. Jamie, thank Chris. you for coming to my TED talk. People do it in haunted mansion a lot. Apparently, well, it seems only right. Some ghosts. <laughs> They're always asking for that thousandth ghost. Yeah, yeah. you geez. for one more. So, but yeah. Anyway, I love the smell of the water rides at Disney, <sighs> Splash Mountain, and Pirates of the Caribbean. That does have a specific scent. Love it. it. Smells like fire a lot too, though. Love it. Love it. Katie, um, what what scents do you care for? Meg, but she just smells like her. I can't describe it. And sunshine fur. Oh <laughs> yeah, sunshine fur. Mm-hmm. It was one of your three. Mine will smell like four things. Mine will smell like five things. I'm gonna throw in rain too. Like rain. I'm only having when it rains. Is that a song? I think Did so. I make that up? Okay. No, I think that's All right, sassafras. I don't know. What do I like? What do you like to sniff? (laughs) (laughs) Your own brand. (laughs) You're not wrong, though. (laughs) I would say leather. I like the smell of leather. Why are you laughing so hard? (laughs) What? (laughs) She still can't talk. Feeling you're not wrong. <laughs> well, there's a lie. Um, uh, okay. I don't know. I would probably say, I would say leather and maybe like a good fire. Mm-hmm. Probably my top two scents. I like more masculine scents. Um, for, yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. the smell of fire. Bonfire. Mm-hmm. 
Ugh, cinnamon is a good scent. That's a good question. What about like fresh baked bread? Mm. It's also a great. Mm. Especially like herbally one, like if it's got like rosemary mm. and olive oil, that's a good scent. My mouth is watering. Yeah. Asiago. There's bread oh. again. Bread. Bread. Yeah. Cedar's a good scent. Maybe I'll eat bread tomorrow. Sandalwood, I like. You all. Yes, me too. I really enjoy sandalwood. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like Christmassy kind of scents. Clove. I love a lot. Mm-hmm. I love clove. Nothing too sweet. Baby I'm not a mom. sweet person. Um, you're pretty sweet. No, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> garlic is another scent I freaking love. I don't know if I'd want to smell that like on another person. Garlic. But God, yeah, that's a good garlic. scent to walk into your home mm-hmm. and it smells like garlic. Yes, mm, Illyrian leather. I would not say no to that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do we have any more inside of it? Shall we ask one more? Yeah, sure. Uh, Fossey or Jen asks, what do you think Slughorn used Felix for? Maybe he he just needed a good day. Was he ever married? I don't think so. so. Maybe he went on a really fun outing with a person when he was younger. And then maybe had some really great food when he was older. I don't know. Maybe he wanted to try something that he was a little nervous about, like something risky or something like jumping out of an airplane. And he just wanted to make sure he didn't die. Maybe he met. uh, Maybe he made like a really great connection. One of those days, you know how he's always connected people. Yeah. Yeah. Gwenog Jones, perhaps. Hmm. Maybe he wanted to win the lottery. Vinny's saying something tells me it could be related to money, like an investment. Maybe he invested in vests. Maybe it was one of those. Um, maybe he made a really good deal, like selling acromantula venom. Hannah says maybe. to talk to, wim- to a woman. I don't think he'd have a problem with that. He seems very easygoing. He seems the type of person that would talk to anybody that he wants to, I should say. All right, are we ready for the house cup? There was no bingo. Boo. No bingos. There hasn't been a bingo in a long time. I know. Hufflepuff won the house cup this yeah. week, though. Congratulations. 260 points. Yeah, badger. Oh, my God. We Slytherin in second with 100, Gryffindor in third with 70, and Ravenclaw in fourth with 10. So proud of you, Oh, my God. You know why we smashed Mm. it? Because we talked about food a lot. Yeah, (laughs) true, true, true. Oh, yeah. Awesome. (sighs) Good to be a puff today. Good job. Okay. Fan story. Oh, they happen to be Hufflepuff, too. Perfect. Perfect. Comes from Kelly. This is from February of 2019. Hi, Swishers. My name is Kelly. My Hogwarts house is Hufflepuff. The second Pottermore, the second Pottermore website tried to sort me into Gryffindor, but by that point I was a proud Hufflepuff, so I took the test again to get my true house. <laughs> Ilvermorny House, Thunderbird. Oh my God, are we twins? Patronus and I, Ibison Hound. I don't know. I think that they like kind of look like those like deer hounds. Yes. yes. Wands, Cypress Wood, Unicorn oh Hair God. Core, eleven and core, eleven and a quarter inches. Supple flexibility. Oh, it's a cute they're pup. They're cute. They do not look like the deer hounds. They're like... Put it in the chat. Yeah, they're cute. Oh, my gosh. Their ears. Yeah. <gasps> mm. Oh, my goodness. Okay. 
Kelly says, I first heard about the Potter series when the information came out about filming for the first movie. At the time, you couldn't mm-hmm. catch me without a book in my hand, so I knew I needed to get to the first book. My father made a big deal about not driving me the 45 minutes to the bookstore, left the room, and returned immediately with a copy of Sorcerer's Stone. He was holding out on me. He had bought the copy for himself when it first came a couple years ago. He couldn't get past the first chapter, so he just left it on a shelf. I devoured the books that were out at the time. On a long car ride, my little brother was bugging me, so I started reading the first book from the beginning to him. He hated reading but loved the story. The books were a little over his reading level, and I didn't want to read it all out loud to him, so my mom got the audiobooks on cassette. I fell in love with (laughs) with the books all over again, (laughs) hearing Jim Dale voice all the characters. The rule was we couldn't listen ahead in the tape if I hadn't read it in the book first. For the middle books, the audio version was released months later than the physical copy. My brother couldn't wait that long to find out what happened, so he picked up the physical copy and read. It was a miracle. He had never voluntarily read anything ever in his life. He is an avid reader now, and we contribute it all to Harry Potter. As each book and movie came out, I would go back and reread or listen to the books that came before. I have no idea how many rereads I've done at this point. I was at least, I was at at least four midnight showings of the movies. The last movie was with my whole family, including my dad, who has now read and enjoyed all the book, all the books. Last fall, 2018, I decided to do a reread because it had been a while since I had dived into the world. I thought about starting at book four because that's where the action really starts. But then I'd miss Lupin and Sirius, and I can't do that. And if I was starting with three, I might as well start at the beginning. <laughs> so, <laughs> to make those first two books more fun, I decided to listen to podcasts that go through the books chapter by chapter. That's where I found Swish and Flick and four other podcasts that I listened to. You guys are, are my favorite, obviously, and I've already dropped two of the others because you are better. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, because of my complete obsession, I've convinced my family to take a trip to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in April of 2019. Oh, my God. I Yay. need to hear how it went. I am so excited. I have six weeks to finish books four through seven. That's three chapters and corresponding podcasts a day. I was so disappointed when I listened to your book four, chapter 11 show and realized I was all caught up. Mm. I now won't have your insight and humor for the rest of the books, and it makes me a little sad. This just means I will have to do another reread after my trip. I can't wait to proudly wear my Hufflepuff sweater down the streets of Diagon Alley, where people understand why I'm wearing a badger sweater. And I can't wait to catch up with your podcast in a couple months. Then she included a picture with a really cute sweater. It's a really cute sweater. It's so cute. It's like the perfect, if they had a badger face emoji. Yeah. That's what it would look like. That's what it would be. Um, Kelly, thank you for sending your story um, in. I want an update on your trip. I hope yeah. it was amazing. Uh, good job getting that in before 2020. <laughs> Truly. Yeah, right. Um, and I love that you're just your whole family and just loves Potter. That's yeah. super cool. It's really cute. All right, joke time. Apologies if this Hello. Apologies if this was read before because I don't have my book here in Cleveland, so I just Googled Harry Potter jokes, and a lot of them I've already said, so. Why does Severus Snape stand in the middle of the road? So nobody could tell what side he was on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you said that, you but I have, have heard that. That's have a good turkey one. jokes. Yes. Give it. What did the turkey say to the turkey hunter on Thanksgiving Day? Gobble, gobble. <laughs> quack, quack. <gasps> Get it? Genius. <laughs> what key has legs and can't open a door? Turkey. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Why shouldn't you sit next to? Why shouldn't you sit next to a turkey at dinner? Because he will gobble it up. <laughs> what do you call a running turkey? What? 
fast food. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, what's blue and covered in feathers? A turkey holding its breath. Oh my gosh. What's the best song to play while cooking a turkey? All about that baste. Oh my god. That's truly though. That's all I'm gonna sing now. <laughs> what did the turkey say to the computer? <laughs> Google, Google. (laughs) (laughs) There's more, but we don't need to read them. Okay. All right. Make sure that you follow your hosts on social media. Myself and Katie are on Instagram at the Peaches family. Tiffany's on Instagram at tiffswish underscore flick. And Sarah is on Instagram at omally with three H's. (sighs) My chapstick fell. Poor chapstick. I got Pokemon. Diamond. It's fun. I'm not very far. I only have time for like little bits. But I chose Piplup. And Is that the penguin folks. Yes. I'm u- I usually choose fire, but like I said, I've said this before, I just don't care for monkeys. I, don't I know a lot of people. Marty loves monkeys. Every time we go to the zoo, let's go see the monkeys. Sure. I just... <laughs> sure. There's just something about them. They weird me out. They're, they're just too so human. They're too, they're too close to us, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyways. Uh, yeah. I heard a joke the other day. Was it on Instagram about monkeys? Because it was like, did you know that um, humans eat more bananas than monkeys? Mm-hmm. And the daughter was like, "Oh, really?" He's like, "Yeah, I've never seen a human eat a monkey." Oh, oh <laughs> my god! I was like, "Wait, what?" Oh my god, that's good. <sighs> I am officially on break, and I'm very happy about it. I'm feeling very, very, very burnt out this school year, much like a lot of other teachers that I have gathered from hearing what they have to say on the internet and some of my friends it's just i don't know it's a lot it's a lot this year but i'm happy to have the ability to have a break and i don't know that's kind of it i think i'm just laying low staying under the radar (laughs) what about you have fun with that thanks uh, we've been in Cleveland this week, so we've been eating lots of good food, seeing lots of friends, getting tattoos, which was fun. I finally got my Taylor Swift tattoo. Yeah, you're doing like a lot. I I feel <laughs> really bad because my friend, like, so we get back home on Saturday and my friend invited us. She was like, hey, I'm cooking like a Thanksgiving dinner on Sunday. You guys are more than welcome to come. And I was like this is by no means because I don't want to see you, but I really just need to do nothing for a couple of days when I get home. So I'm really sorry, but like, I just really can't wait to go home and just like relax for a few days. Um, I'm just tired. I get that. Like I did not leave my house at all today. I just don't, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. I can't wait to do that. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I also got Pokemon, but I have not had a chance to start it yet, but I'm going to choose Turtwig. He's my fave. Um, and 
also my friend shout out to carrie my friend carrie really talked up the expansion on animal crossing to me the other night and i went to go and play it and i realized that i left my animal crossing game at home so i can't play it and i was so excited to play it i was like oh she really talked it up like i can't wait this is gonna be awesome like you can like design your villagers homes and stuff now oh cool it's like and that's my favorite part about Animal Crossing. Like, honestly, I don't really care about the playing part. I just like the building yeah. and the acquiring. And, like, I could be in build mode, like, all day on my island and be perfectly happy. And, like, that's just all I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's basically what the expansion is. And I was like, well, shoot. Now I have to wait. So. Not yeah. much longer. That's what you yeah, can do with your nothing. Days. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to do that all day on Sunday. <laughs> uh, my life is exactly the same as Meg's. Pretty much. Got tattoos. I got a cute little zero on my leg now, and I'm obsessed with him. He's so cute. He's going to be my little running buddy. Um, yeah, really. Oh, I just touched it and got aquifer all over me. Ah, <laughs> uh, aquifer. <laughs> Not going to do that. Um... I wanted to start my Pokemon game. I swear we're just like not allowed to this trip, which like whatever. I'm having fun. It's fine. But I, know, like, I keep like trying to sit down and play uh, video games and it just never happens. Even at like night. But then like we've been doing so much, or which read. is awesome. I've like I, I brought get tired. books to read and I just like I just haven't read. Good thing you have a billion to be shipped to your house. <laughs> I, do. I, I, I think it was Brandon who was like, isn't it funny how you get like more tired on vacation? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Because you need a vacation stuff. from your vacation. Yeah. hmm. Um, that's why I always yeah. like to have like a day before I have to do anything after yeah, we're coming home on Saturday. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But just super good seeing everybody. Um, it's really hard it's cold. to like <laughs> figure out time Yeah, when you come up to visit. That's hard. You will. You have a lot of people. Yeah. It's stressful. It's like stressful to come up and visit, but like good at the same time, you know? You just want to make sure you get you want enough time with happy. everybody. And there's that's, never enough time. That's why when I go home, I don't tell people. I know. But I go home more often than you. Yeah. They don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about family. It's just. Ah! <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Sometimes it just doesn't work out too, you know. Because everyone else has their own schedule as well. It's true. It's and like, it's well, a holiday time. Right. Or it's like the middle of the week and I was able to take off, but they're working. So it's okay. Yeah. All in good time. I want to clarify that, that I'm not talking about Katie's family. I love to see Katie's aunts. I don't want to see my, my family. You don't want to what? I don't want to see my family. Oh. I thought you said just just my math. Smeeze me math. Smeeze me math. What's up, Sarah? I literally have done nothing. I watched the first three episodes that were out of um, Wheel of Time. You read a book, too. Did I? Yes, you read Molly's book. Oh, did I? I yeah, I finished it. It was, <laughs> it was okay. I liked it. She reads like it's nothing now. It's the only book I've read since last week. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I already started. I haven't really read anything. Yeah. Um, How many books have you read this year? 84, maybe. Um... I've read more books this year than I have the past. It is like under 10. (laughs) I think my goal for next year is just going to be read 50 books. That's what I'm going to, because this year was only 24. Oh, knock that one out of the park. (laughs) So I'm going to give myself some grace and just do 50 books for next year. Um, But I, um, I watched wheel of time. I'm not going to give any spoilers away. 
I liked it. There are some things, obviously, when anything is changed from book to film, whether it's TV or a movie or anything, um, things are changed. There are some things that I just don't understand why they changed it. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. And then I realized that the guy that plays Matt has been recast. Like, they told us mm-hmm. before it even aired that he was recast for season two. I wonder what happened with um, that. I don't know, because I like him a lot. Um, Wouldn't you say he was hot? Yeah. Yeah. Very attractive. Um, and I will be the first one to admit that when I am consuming media it, like that, I like to look at attractive people. Yeah. I should say people that I find attractive. So, like... Um, I I like it so far. And the main character, the guy that plays Rand, makes me think of Hayden Christensen in, like, episode two of Star Wars. Um, just, like, the way he carries himself. I don't know. really like it. I'm excited to, like, continue to watch it. I don't love that it have to wait to watch the full season, but, like, I get why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. I still have to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. It's but I, I have been... I guess I didn't even say. You started... Or you started back into book four. I have. So I haven't. I bought I bought another copy of it um, <laughs> and I wanted to finish Molly's book first, which I did. Mm-hmm. And then I just haven't picked it up. Yeah. Honestly, I just haven't felt like reading. I'm it. I'm also in book four, which what is it called? What's the shadow rise? Shadow rising. You're further ahead than I am. I'm yeah. on chapter like when well, it's funny because like I picked up my other copy of it mm-hmm. and I was like, there's no way I'm, I'm this far in. Do you have to start over because you don't remember? No, I don't think I will. So I'm going to start that specific chapter over. Cause mm-hmm. I did go on like the wikia to like kind of get, read like the summary up until where I was. Mm-hmm. I also spoiled a lot of this book for me, not just this book, but the whole series before. Not correct. Correct. Time. Yeah. Correct. Before whilst I was reading it. So um, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm tempted to. It's a long series. It is a long series. I mean, I, what if I finish this? I have ten more books. Yeah, <laughs> print's not small, folks. The writing Frokes. is tiny. <laughs> well, like, and so I was Tiffany, I was at Books a Million a while ago, and I noticed that they had a new, like, a different copy of the um, of the books. They were like bigger, so I was like, oh, I'm like, maybe the print will be a bit bigger, and it'll be like less pages. Uh-uh, it's still like 900 and some pages. They're they're thick with There's two just C's. Like, right now in my my current season of life of like being right this moment, I don't really want to pick up a thick book and I just swore and I apologize. God. <laughs> I don't want to pick up like a giant book. No, I just, I, you, yeah. Like to the point I where it. I keep looking at books to read like on Kindle Unlimited. Um, You'd be plowing through those. Yeah, but I specifically look at books that are less than like 400 pages. Like some of them are less than two, like 300. So like that's easily readable, like readable in a day. Yeah. Um, Where like that's genuinely like this, this month I read more um, Kindle Unlimited books than anything else. I've only read like three and like one of them was a graphic novel. So like, do I, I mean, I count that as I read the book, um, but like other than that. And as much as Wheel of Time is fantastic like i mean it's really good. fantastic it's good fantasy some parts are slow yeah. and drag and robert jordan is quite 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 descriptive also like everybody has many a name. things everybody has a name you meet the and, they're, once. and they're long names and sometimes you don't know how to say them and luckily for me i'm listening to this one so i know how to say them oh, you know i don't, don't know how to spell them mm-hmm. um it's you know 
It is what it is. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to read next or what I'm going to watch next. I'll continue watching Wheel of Time. It's It's been greenlit, too, I think, for season two already before the first season came out. <laughs> I like it so far. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes. I mean, I know what happens. Um, yeah, that's literally I've done. I've done not, nothing. You always start out like that. And then you like tell us a bunch of things. Truly, I, I mean, I I watched the first three episodes that were out, and then I read, I finished a book, and in a week, when normally I'm like, Sarah, hey, baby, I baby. haven't done that. Okay. <laughs> Other than that, I literally have done. We took pictures. We did. We take put pictures. the Christmas tree up because it was already up. There's a lot. I fell off a chair. After telling Alana not to stand on it in case it fell, and I fell. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You all right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine. Just you know, I'm just clumsy. Just checking on you. Okay. Well, we have a lot of things that this is for. For Felix, Frokes, and Favorite Sense, and also a little bit of Smee Smee's Math. <laughs> Accurate. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just like always. You know, that's like a thing now. When did that start being a thing of what the episode was for? I don't know. You ready, Yanni McGee? <laughs> yep. Yanni yeah. McGee. Okay. My dad texted us and asked if we were home yet for the dog. Sure, Jan. <laughs> She's okay. She's sleeping. I know she is. Guys, my dad and this dog. I get more uh, gelato. Mm, so good. Gelato. The best potatoes on vacation Please ever. Please go get it and say that. Can I have some gelato? <laughs> <laughs> you know somebody has. <laughs> it tasted exactly like a red lobster biscuit. Just smaller. Mm. So I was like, when I What's grow up, I oh, want to be flaky. I want to be delicious. I want to be a biscuit. <laughs> Is that- Bye, Swishers.